Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere, hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Captain Storm number 12, cover date March-April 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Joe Kubert, edited by Robert Kaniger, featuring TNT Tea Party aboard PT-47, writer Robert Kaniger, art by Ross Andrew and Mike Esposito. And a battle bonus tale brought to you by the Our All-American Men of War at War Players. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! Captain Storm is assigned to take out a film crew to shoot action pictures. His hungover crew gets sick after a run-in with enemy forces. When the ship is attacked by enemy troops, the film crew helps to fight them off. After the fight, Storm orders the film crew ashore so that he can ram an enemy carrier. The actors refuse to leave the ship, so Storm is forced to take them into battle as his crew. The mission is successful, and the enemy ship is destroyed. Confused? Don't worry. I'll be right back to explain everything with Doc. Husband. And now, your Super Dictionary Super Word of the Day, brought to you by Hawkman and Hawkgirl. Elevator. They are going into the elevator. They are going into a small room used to carry people and things from one floor to another. We can move faster than elevators. Let's go. And that was your Super Dictionary Super Word of the Day. Captain Storm, Captain Storm, skipper of a PT boat. He's gonna use his wooden leg to keep the men afloat. That's good. I Captain like that. Storm, thanks. You know he has a wooden leg. I didn't know he had a wooden leg until I saw him use it in the story. Have I told the story about Mr. Marriott? <laughs> no. Are you going to do that right now? Are you sure? I feel like I have. I doubt people remember it. I mean, this is probably our 54th episode. Well, no. 28th. Okay, well, close. there you go. I'm close. Uh, Mr. Marriott was my junior high school mathematics teacher. That's what we used to call middle school kids. Junior high. Uh, Mr. Marriott was widely rumored to have a wooden prosthetic leg. A wooden leg? Well, I don't know if a wooden. Prosthetic. Yes, you know. prosthetic leg. Um, so, years later, when my younger sister was in Mr. Marriott's class, also Mr. Marriott was very flamboyant. Kind of like Uncle Arthur from Bewitched. Exactly like Uncle Arthur from Bewitched. So, uh... So you're saying he was a confirmed bachelor? Yes. Although he did have a partner. My sister was passing a note with her friend, the contents of which were, Mr. Marriott is a peg-leg fag. <laughs> God, I love this story. I'm sorry. I do. Who doesn't? So, um, Mr. Marriott 
saw the note being passed and came up behind the girls and snatched up the note and opened it up and read, Mr. Marriott is a peg-leg fag. Oh, is he? <laughs> and then what did he do? He took the note and pinned it to the chalkboard for the rest of the school year. <laughs> so they, they had to walk by it every day. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's best. I love it when your sister tells a story because she goes, Oh, is he? <laughs> well, here we are with Captain Storm, P.T. Boat Skipper. Yes. This is a fun story to watch. Issue uh, number 12. This is like an episode of Hogan's Heroes because they're in wartime having hijinks. Only I swear to God I'd read this before I'd watch an, an entire episode of Hogan's Heroes. What? Did you ever watch Hogan's Heroes? I love Hogan's Heroes. You, I have never seen you watch an episode. Because it's never our... on. They won't show it anymore because of the libs. Political correctness. Mm. <laughs> Are you kidding? Hogan's Heroes is fantastic. Really? Yes. I... I love that I just learned that about you. Really? Yes. We've only been together 25 years. Think what else you could learn. Was this your 25th year? It was. Mm -hmm. yeah, it was. Yes. We were so busy. I know. We kept on meaning to do something very special. We did. We started a podcast. Well, that's true. We did do that, didn't we? We did. Yeah, and we bought a house. Well, there's that. And I remember what it is. I remember we were going to have a big party, but then mm -hmm. we said, no, we're going to Spain and Portugal in May. Right. So that was our that was our big gift. Right. Yeah. All right. So Captain Storm. Lots of fun. I really enjoyed this. I can't wait to dig into this. Let's okay. go. Okay. Yep. So on the cover, we have PT Boat Skipper Captain Storm punching Japanese people. I know yeah. the Japanese because they have sallow yellow skin <laughs> and buck teeth. <laughs> Which is how all Japanese people looked and up until the 1960s. They all look exactly the same. Yep. And, you know, um, they all, it's interesting because they all, there's, there are no distinguishing characteristics which, which distinguish one from the other. They all are basically the same person with different colored hair. Right. Or, or you know, whatever. This is a very busy cover by Joe Kubert, who's a fantastic artist that I love usually. This is not my favorite work of his. It's too too much going on. Well, what I find most interesting is the boat, the PT boat, mm -hmm. is not the correct size for the scale of action that's happening and the number of men that are falling off the ship. It's just it's very strange. Well, maybe that's how big PT boats are. No. Do you no. know what a PT boat is? I do know that it's a. Um, it's not. It kind of sticks to the shore a little bit. I'm going to look it up. Okay. You look up PT boats. Now that yes. we have our Wi-Fi fixed up here. Oh, except I'm on the wrong Wi-Fi. Oh. Hey Siri, what's a PT boat? A PT boat was a torpedo-armed fast attack craft used by the United States Navy in World War II. Would you like to hear more? No, that's okay. I noticed inside the comic they keep referring to the uh, Mosquito Fleet. Well, all I know is that, I mean, what I couldn't articulate at the time and what I was trying to say was that PT boats didn't do deep sea um, navigations. I mean, they, they, they really stuck to, they would basically run between the aircraft carriers and the larger ships and the battleships and the shoreline. And they could go into the, um, into the rivers and into the, 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 the bays and such and take the warfare in closer to land where the largest ships couldn't be. Okay. Does that make sense? So it's a Navy vessel. Yeah, it's a Navy vessel. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, fine. 
But this, the way it's drawn, yeah. looks like a slightly oversized raft on the cover. Okay. The interior art is by Ross Andrew, mm-hmm. which perfectly fits the whimsical nature of this particular story. Ross Andrew was known for his work on Wonder Woman, which we haven't gotten to yet. Mm. But it's a little more uh, cartoony looking, would mm-hmm. you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost like a, I mean, the, the little, uh, the inside cover looks like a, Something from Archie. Yeah. Uh, TNT Tea Party aboard PT-47. That's a lot of teas. Yep. Alliteration. Uh, Captain Storm is punching again. Japanese on the splash page. He's KOing the Japs. He's punching them so hard that they're being <laughs> flung several feet into the air. I noticed the same thing. I couldn't quite figure out. You notice Oh, wait. F- there's tree trunks, though. Maybe they're jumping. Those people in the air are jumping, maybe. The, yeah, because we've got, we've got people flying off the page, uh-huh. up out of the page, people coming into the page from the tree. There's that foot. See the foot? Yep. There at the top left yep. corner, which which has little nails in it. I guess you, you know, little shoe leather nails. Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. Sure. This is World War II, remember? Mm-hmm. They didn't have plastic sole shoes. No, they didn't like hold these together with glue like we do now. Um, Captain Storm's a regular Mark Trail in punching ability. Yes, he is. Very good. Mark Trail, the famous comic yes. strip. Well, he does punch. He talks and punches. He does. Mm-hmm. Lately, they have a new artist. Have you seen it? No. You don't follow Mark Trail. No, but you do. I sure do. He's been, uh, they have a new artist, so he's been like shirtless on the beach. Him and his wife, Cherry. Her name is Cherry. It is. Wow. We have a character named Cherry in this comic. Cherry Pie. Famous actress. Mm Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be a That must be her stage name. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping she does legitimate theater, if you know what I mean. Right. Mm -hmm. This is World War II. Everyone was wholesome. Yeah. Uh, so Captain Storm is headed for trouble. Let's turn the page. Mm-hmm. He and his men are engaged in a hedonistic bacchanalia. So this is like the there is nothing like a dame scene from South Pacific. Yes, it is. Except that there are dames. This is some kind of South Sea island. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Storm's Apparently has a regular gal here named Leah. I'll say now that I know nothing about Captain Storm except for one thing which I'll disclose later. But I didn't know anything about him or his supporting cast or his self-titled comic. Nothing. I'm as fresh as you are. Wow, okay. Well, I figured as much. I mean, it was, you know, war comics. I right. didn't saw something you would have picked up no. off the stand. Plus, this is 1966, Six, so, yes. yeah, you weren't even old enough to shop. Well, at this point, I'm not even born yet. I'm yeah. just, uh... Oh. I'm a fetus. Yeah. <laughs> You're in your mother's belly as a fetus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was an accident, you know. Yes, you were. I was. Your, your grandmother was 38 or 39? 37. Oh. But in those days... Yeah. That just wasn't done. No. Um, so they're here on this sandy beach. Mm-hmm. Drinks being poured liberally down their throats. The man I'm talking about. Look at the second man in from the left eating, um, apparently, an entire pineapple from the outside in. 
Youch! No. <laughs> you ever caught your teeth on the rind of a pineapple? No, because I actually know well enough to not do that. I just he must be open. very hungry. <laughs> My father was stationed in Hawaii mm-hmm. during the Korean conflict, mm-hmm. and he grew to hate pineapple so much that we were not allowed to have it in the home. Are you kidding? I'm not. I never knew that. Yeah, because that's all they were allowed to eat. Your father would eat anything with gravy on it. I know. Pineapple and Spam. No, he did eat Spam. Yeah. So I don't know why we were allowed to have that. Well, being from Dunbar, West Virginia, your father would eat pretty much any kind of meat. Oh, sure. I mean, this is where you all, this is the kind of man who would stop on your road trip to pick up some tongue. And you guys love that, right? Oh, mustard tongue. There's nothing like it. Brains, sweetbreads. Now, I've had that. Liver and onions. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we had brains every Sunday morning. Scrambled eggs and brains. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Not. It's not really delicious. It's okay. It's not as bad as you think it is. Everything's fine if you put enough ketchup on it. So, here we're having a gathering. Right. Now, on the beach. These men have had too much to drink. So, they start a brawling. Except the two in the in the forefront and the left... On the left-hand side? Yeah, it looks like a... What? I thought they were doing a little dance, like a little armpit dance. Uh, a little gavotte, or... I, no, what do we call that? A brawl. A brawl. A, a, a brawl. brawl. Yeah. It's a different spelling. B-R-A-N-L-E. Yeah. Look it up. It looks like brawl. Yes. Yeah. But you can tell by the sound effects that they're actually punching each other in the faces. Yeah, someone gets a coconut smashed over his head. Two people get coconut smashed coconut over Coconut smashed their over their heads. One man is mounting another? Yeah. Well, clearly to put the coconut to the back of his head, I'm I'm assuming. it is the Navy. They're fully clothed. Uh, One man is flying through the air. Yeah. That is like as if he has superpowers. Right. He's been thrown or something. Uh, I like the drawing. I love it. I mean, as we're we're criticizing all this. It's a fantastic panel. Look at the two guys um, in the background apparently hitting head on. Yeah. That's kind of smart in the morning. I'll say. Uh, Leah demands that Captain Storm put an end to it, and he says, they're just having good fun. Let them work it off. Great celebration. Love pats. Love pats. He says. Oh, my God. Uh, Captain Storm's just about to start his own celebration with Mm -hmm. Leah. Leah. Or I wonder if it's pronounced Leah, because they're in the South Seas, like Leigh. Let's call her Leah. Okay. Okay. Uh, A young... Ensign comes to uh, interrupt Captain Storm. And, he's and, like, and he says, Hey, <laughs> pardon, sir. I hate to interrupt you, sir, but uh, the Admiral wants to see you, sir, right away, sir. Sorry, sir. I'm a sailor myself, sir. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he doesn't get lost, sailor. You've delivered your message. <laughs> so, Admiral Granite Jaw. That's his nickname. That's his nickname mm-hmm. that Batman call him behind his back. He's given Captain Storm a new mission. Mm-hmm. He's rounded up his drunken crew <laughs> <laughs> in a fishing net to uh, dump, dump them, them back onto the PT back boat. on board of the PT boat. Uh, they uh, are standing here at attention, sort of. That is so well drawn. What, when they're drunkenly leaning against each other? Yes, yeah. you can tell that one sneeze could make the whole line pop uh, fall over. Right. 
By the way, PT is short for patrol torpedo. Okay. PT boat, patrol torpedo boat. Um, here's your new mission. You're going to escort this group of actors out into the South Pacific so they can film a short on board the PT boat. That seems like a great idea during wartime. Put civilians on a boat, send them out into an active war zone. No, I don't think they actually do that. Well, no, I mean they don't, they don't no. throw actors on a on a jeep in Afghanistan and say we're yeah. just going to take you out there and film yeah. some action. What is known to be a live, you know, area of combat. Right. No. I mean that's well, we'll get to that. Why it might not have been such a bad idea in the 1940s because apparently actors were trained differently. Don't. Don't spoil it. I'm not spoiling it. <laughs> that is the best part of this entire comic. So the group of actors, including Miss Cherry Pie herself, hi, hi, Henry Cherry Sailor's pie. private dream boat. Yeah. She's going to give the short a little romance. You still remember what romance is, don't you, Storm? Mm-hmm. Well, Leah's jealous of that, I'll tell of you. Of course she is. Leah. Oh, Leah, sorry. With her, with her arms crossed. Hmm. Uh, off they go. Captain Storm orders his helper, J.G. I know what that means. Shoot your grade. Yep. Excuse me, I'm so sorry. It's fine. Drink some more coffee. Yeah. Uh, they're going to hug the coast. Mm-hmm. Because there's a storm coming up. And guess what happens? All the actors start vomiting overboard. Because they're all so... They're greenhorns. Yeah, they don't have their sea legs yet. What do you call that? What? Uh, it's not Greenhorn, is it? On the boat. Is there a nickname for people who... Get seasick? Or new? I was trying to think about that. Well, I know getting your sea legs means... Uh, you, you When you don't have your sea legs means you haven't gotten used to the motion of the boat. It's right. It like makes you sick. But I don't know what that's called. There is a... Isn't there some sort of... Some sort of phrase or word, compound word that begins with G that describes people who aren't... Well... A gob is a sailor. Uh, it's not a CB. No, that's a construction battalion member. Of course, of course, of course. Uh, I don't know. No, I don't either. We'll look it up later. Okay. Or one of our fans will tell us. Okay, anyway. so so the so the, the actors are sick, and they're and I love that we get we get a lot of panels of people hurling. Yes. In this cup. A lot. A Although lot. we never see any pictures of actual contents yes, no, that describe it. Coming out, but lots of like hands over the lips and the faces and just and it's really well drawn. Yeah, you know, Cherry like, Pie does not look well. No, she doesn't. I do like this artwork better than anything I've ever seen him draw in Wonder Woman. Maybe he was more invested. I usually in the save this comments. comment for the end. I really, really enjoyed this artwork. I'm I so enjoyed glad. this comic. Great. Okay, go ahead. Fog bank. They're in a fog bank. Yeah, because that happens. And they come <laughs> smack up into an aircraft carrier. Almost. Hitting Almost. It. Mm-hmm. Now, wouldn't you think they'd have some kind of equipment on board to compensate for being in a fog bank? Well, I thought they'd have some sort of radar. Radar or something. Have, you know? I mean, they did, they did have radar in World War II, yes. Right. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Anyway. I mean, I just saw Pearl Harbor. The movie Pearl Harbor mm-hmm. uh, this past weekend in Florida when I was visiting my parents. Right. And they were, they were using radar. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I don't know the answer. Maybe PT boats are too small to have 
operable radar. Are you Googling it? I am. Do you mind? No. Okay. Go ahead. The larger issue is... Yes? Can any boat just sneak up on an aircraft carrier? I don't... Fog or not? I don't know. I don't think so. It seems like we would have lot of, lost a lot of aircraft carriers if that were the case. But I will say this. Um, yes. This comic is is published in 1966 mm-hmm. after World War II is over. Right. So it would be read by people who enjoyed reading about these things, possibly men in service. Right. So they, um, this might happen. Okay. I, I don't really know. It depends on how thick the fog is. It's drawn very thickly. Anyway, no sooner they turn around from the aircraft carrier than there's two enemy subs. Right, right on their there. tail. Right, boom. Flank. I was going to say flanks because it's beside them. Yeah, right. right. Uh, They're flanked by enemy subs. So the skipper is at the wheel. Yep. Captain Storm. The rest of the crew is waiting for him to make a decision, waiting for him to turn the wheel, mm-hmm. which he does not do mm-hmm. until the very last possible second mm-hmm. when he releases barrels of explosives, I'm assuming? Yep. yep. It's time to roll oh, out charges. the barrel. And we'll, we'll have, have a barrel of fun. Yep. Uh, which explodes the submarines. Yeah. Well done. Oh, no, now what? It's a great tactic. Planes, though. Well, of course, we get... Enemy zeros. Mm-hmm. Pair of zeros at 2 o'clock. Back into the fog bank they go. So I'm assuming, you know, we've come upon... What, what they didn't realize, I mean, they, they took these actors out in, into the water. Right. What they didn't realize was how close this aircraft carrier was. The flat top is an aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. And these planes probably came from the aircraft carrier, the enemy aircraft carrier. No, but this is not the enemy. The one that's in the fog bank is U.S. aircraft carrier. Oh, because we do come to an enemy aircraft right. carrier here in a minute. Um, so the, the two subs are probably just patrolling the area. They don't know about the aircraft carrier. Correct. Yeah. And or maybe they do and they're looking for it, but they can't find it in the fog. Yeah. And My point anyway, is, we what we what we've got here with this around this PT boat is are a two mess. two air, two enemy aircraft, right? Uh, um, in the air, two enemy airplanes in the air. We've got an aircraft carrier out there somewhere that he hasn't seen yet, and two submarines, right? Yeah. Um, now he can't go back to the fog bank because he doesn't want the enemy aircraft to find. The aircraft, the flat top. yeah, the, the the U.S. flat top. I'm using slang now from the Navy because which we've learned from comic books. Comic books. Um, You're practically a seaman, right? Uh, but I'm a, a sailor. I'm sorry, a sailor. I'm a greenhorn, or the equivalent thereof in sailing terms. Oh God, it's like somewhere in my brain. <laughs> a newbie. Gas bag. Newbie. I I don't know. Don't know. Uh, twerp. <laughs> Grunt. Uh, freshman. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, part two. The blasting conclusion to the TNT Tea Party aboard the PT Boat 47. This is my favorite part. Starring Captain Storm and his wild swinging crew. Okay. Um, so, he's just zigzagging around the ocean to avoid the taka 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 Fire yeah. from the and the bwee zip zip zing that's doing great stuff for his crew of hungover sailors and people without their sea legs yeah they're all continuing to hurl uh, Captain Storm 
jams his wooden leg <laughs> into a hole which he has pre-drilled on the deck. For just, just for this occasion. Just for this. Yeah. So he can steer the ship while it's tossing hither and thither. That's, you know, okay, can I just say something? Yeah. Are they... When the guys are working on on the deck, do uh-huh. they just like say, "Oh, what's that? Oh, that's Captain's tethering hole. That's for his wooden leg. That's look out, brace holes." He calls them brace holes. Yeah, I mean it's a great idea. I guess, but you know, water can go in there too. Well, I mean, you could also just make like a like loop a rope. There are many other ways that you can secure yourself to right. a, to the deck of a ship. Besides jamming your wooden <laughs> prosthetic leg into a hole in the deck. <laughs> oh, that's great. So what happens? And so he jams, he, he braces himself, right. he orders them to an emergency stop. The, the planes go from from the aft of the ship to the fore of the ship. Right. Uh, the boat, not just on the ship, the boat. And thus getting them in range for firing. And they, and the works. PT boat uses the wonderful opportunity to down the planes so he knows that those enemy planes have not come out of nowhere he knows there must be an aircraft carrier somewhere somewhere which he spots Mm -hmm. and follows it back to an atoll where it is going to dock in the lagoon pretty island there it is Mm -hmm. um it's going to the lee side of the island which was What's Lee? Uh, it's the. Uh, it would be the 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 one that's out of the way. I, um, excuse me, out of the wind. This is the wind right, right, side right, of the right, Lee right, side. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's going to utilize the skills of the PT boat and go into a channel mm-hmm. that bisects the island, so he can sneak up on the the flat the top from the aircraft carrier, which is now an enemy mm-hmm. aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. Um. But he's running aground or something. You, you see them. I couldn't quite ha- understand what's happening on page eight. He said instead of purring smoothly along, he says, "Look alive, JG! You're making a pinball out of my boat. Stop tilting. Straighten out. Straighten out. What's gotten into you?" Oh, because he's hung over. He's just because the next page they're all still vomiting off oh. the side of the boat. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Um, Do you love this? These these uh, the the. the, the puns here yes the crew was being depth charged by stomach saboteurs <laughs> i uh, can feel the fried grasshoppers i ate battling the octopuses <laughs> move over and <laughs> just let me die in peace <laughs> <laughs> we weren't gonna do a dramatic reading until the next story but oh god this is the best Leah warned me that the crew could booby trap themselves, stuffing their gullets full of strange foods. <laughs> now everything they gobbled down is backfiring. This is the one that I just like, I couldn't believe it that, that they wrote this. The next panel. Look at them. They look like they've got a direct hit from a food freezer. <laughs> I know that feeling, and it's no joke. Oh, Bob. I have only had food poisoning once in my life. Uh-huh. And I thought before that that I had experienced food poisoning. Right. I, but no. I, it was our last night in Spain. Yes, and I was you there. remember, you were there. And I honestly believed that I might die. Yeah. It was... My whole body was just 
Oh, so this is seasickness these guys are dealing with. Right. Well, but also they're hungover. Well, yeah. And I, I know what, we know what that's like. <laughs> well, I used to, but I've built up a tolerance now. So. Well, yes. Uh, it's more of a Thursday night thing. So, <laughs> looks like the mission is off because all the soldiers are deathly ill. Yeah, look at them carrying their body, bodies around the deck. But guess what? What? The actors have their sea legs. Yay! They can take over for the highly trained military crew of sailors. You what know sort why? of skills do they have, Bob, that make them qualified to do that? Listen, they've got all kinds of skills. Mm-hmm. Cherry Pie has a sensational idea. Yes. Um, she and her crew are going to pretend to be the crew of the PT boat. Mm-hmm. And go find the Japanese. We were hiding in the trees and just now jumping out of the trees to... Screaming, Bonsai! They're going to uh, attack the Japanese crew mm-hmm. in lieu of the aforementioned highly trained military personnel. Who are now below deck. Below deck, sick, vomiting their guts out. He says he he stacked them like sardines below deck. Um, we get a great full-page shot of the actors attacking d- the Japanese soldiers. They are all over them. Knocking heads together, punching. Like fleas on a hound dog. Choking them two at a time. Mm-hmm. These actors are making believe they're real sailors. That's right. Look at him shocked. Well, why would he think that? Well, we learn of the fine acting training that professional actors undergo in the 1940s. I had no idea. Well, you know, it was the studio system. They controlled everything. So apparently, when you join a studio, you go through... Karate as part of an actor's training. (laughs) Karate. Fencing. Boxing. Boxing. Voice, of course. Dancing. Wrestling. Wrestling. Now, I get the voice and the dancing, and even the fencing. But I don't think they do boxing and wrestling training nowadays. Unless, I, it's for a, unless you're cast as a boxer. Well, I think in the public school system, they used to do wrestling quite a bit. I mean, have you seen the fitness videos from the 1940s? Oh, sure. They, it was amazing. Everybody was, everybody was very fit back then. Mm, what? I, they weren't. They were in shape, out of shape. Like, like 19- George Reeves. In shape, out of shape. Well, right. certainly a lot more fit than the kids that, that we see coming into college these days. Well, yes. Generally Do they still speaking. have the President's Fitness Challenge that did me in? I, I don't think they do. I, don't. I never did more than one push-up. Really? Yes. Why? Because I was a weakling mm. and morbidly obese from birth. <laughs> <laughs> you came out of the womb morbidly yep. obese. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, um, so as we continue the story, <laughs> Cherry Pie makes her move on the captain. Yep. But that's not my favorite thing. No. Is yes. That, uh, the fourth panel is that? <laughs> yes. Look at the sailor's face. The one, actor's face. One of the actors has picked up um, a radio. Picks up a radio. For some reason, crosses his eyes. <laughs> And speaks in fake Japanese. Don't tell me he speaks Japanese, too. It sounds like Japanese enough. <laughs> she to tie him up in knots for a while. She says, she says to tie him up in knots. Trying to figure out whether there's something wrong with the reception. Actors learn to fake foreign languages, too, as part of their training. 
I'm sorry, Bob, but I have what? to draw the line there. They well, learned to fake foreign languages? Now, we're opera singers. Yes. If we forget a word in Italian or German or French, right. we can fake our way through a couple of measures, right? Make it sound like French or German or Italian. We can improvise, yes. Yes. But I don't think that... <laughs> He can improvise Japanese. Sure. It's a, oh, that's, that's enough. That's what he's doing. I'm I reading know. it live from the page. I, I, I know. But it's I just, would, I'd be interested to learn if these are actual Japanese characters. I hope that he are I would, here. I don't know. know. I just... I think that's just ridiculous. That they said that they, they learned to fake <laughs> foreign languages. I mean, how would an actor even be out of business in the 1940s? He or she can fight... Can uh-huh. do karate, uh-huh. can do wrestling, and they, they wrestle, they... What don't they do? Well, they you know, fire guns, and they learn to fake their way through foreign conversations. Who was? Didn't Jimmy Stewart go in the service? I don't know. I, I think he did. Okay. I bet he was a threat to the Japanese. Did he? If he was I thought he lost like hearing in one of his ears when he was, when he was rescuing someone from the ice. That's okay. a movie! <laughs> Isn't that his biography? No! <laughs> Okay. Anyway, it does fool them, apparently, because they're able to sneak their way all the way across the island to get to the aircraft carrier mm-hmm. without being sunk. Uh, How come there are no rails on the on the, the PT boat? Well, for just such a situation as this, when he has to order all of the actors off the boat so he can ram, go on a suicide mission and ram the aircraft carrier. Yeah, that's not going to happen. No, it's not because the actors refuse to leave. Mm-hmm. We're civilians. You can't order us around. Right. Even though we can act like we're a crew. Right. And fight like we're a crew, we aren't going to take orders like a crew would. Right. Uh, well, here come more Japanese out of the trees. Uh, they got wise to that double talking over the radio. Yeah, I wonder how effective that was. Well, we got them across the island. Mm. Anyway, he guns the engine and they take off. Uh, giving up the scheme to blow up the aircraft carrier. So, I just had a little problem here. Uh-huh. It looks like in the middle panel of that page that the Japanese are descending from trees that where they've been hiding and falling down onto the deck of the ship. And then he guns the engines. And in the next panel, you see them now falling into the water. Ships aren't that fast. Well, Our boats aren't that fast. This right, is not a, this but not a ship. remember... Um, Japanese people are very slight, and so they fall slower (laughs) than American soldiers. I thought you might use the argument that the air in the Pacific Uh is moister and therefore heavier than than the air here, and therefore they're going to fall at at a slower rate because uh the air is, the mass of the air is pushing them up. Well, it is is because they're, they're being... Held aloft by the air because they're so light. They're so light. Yeah. Because of all the rice that they of the in their diet. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. my Asian friends typically don't eat as much as American friends do. Well, as we see my, later my, my on mind. in the next story, they just are eating rice and fish heads, right? So, so that if that's all they eat, right, they're going yeah. to fall slower than right because the rice absorbs all the moisture in their body, and so they're really just. Um, Piles of dust <laughs> floating out of the trees. 
you know, I'm, I'm thank you for explaining that to me because I, I was it's really just, curious. It's science. It's science, Rob. Okay, so you probably scored much higher on your science aptitude tests than I did. Actually, honestly, my science aptitude is always my very highest scores, and I, I would have no interest in being a scientist. Really? I mean, in theory, I would, but only because I watched a lot of science fiction from the 1950s where scientists are always hailed as heroes, not like nowadays where they're villains and evil. Right, right. Spreading fake news about climate nonsense and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Damn scientists. All right. I really don't have anything clever to say about that. I'm sorry. I, it's fine. It just makes it, uh, when you say things like that, it makes me just lament certain things about now <sighs> sigh so, let's sigh so the aircraft carrier opens fire yes on the PT boat where are we we're on page 14 11 uh, yes. I can't tell lots of uh, great drawing happening here again yes this is like that place in Pirates of the Caribbean ride where mm-hmm. the big giant ship is firing on the little tourist boats yep <clears throat> Um, Before dead men tell no tales. And you know what? When you go on that ride in Pirates of the Caribbean, in that part, you could never understand anything they're yelling back and forth at each other. You couldn't, but now you can because they put Johnny Depp in it. Oh. With improved sound. Which, as we know, because he's a a product of the acting system, he has Uh excellent diction. Right, and he knows karate. Yes. So, the PT boat... Dodges all the fire from the aircraft carrier until they get close enough to fire torpedoes. Yes, and? And then they get the heck out of there. This is where the (laughs) aircraft carrier explodes and rice and fish heads are flying out of it. So so he figures they must have been eating. I didn't even notice that the first time I saw this. Oh, I see that now. I was talking no. about, when you said that, I thought, where the hell did he get rice and fish heads? They don't eat fish heads, do they? No, I... Uh, or is that just the bones that they've eaten maybe the, the rest ex- of the fish? Who knows? Yes, that would be... The, it's, it's garbage flying at them from the ship, obviously, because they... I don't think they would eat fish heads. Well, Who knows? I don't know. Let's, I mean, we're going to be very careful here, because this is not 1940s, and we have... Right. Uh, you know, this... We have friends who are Asian, so I don't want to offend them. But I'm, I'm trying to understand how this is depicted, why there are fish heads with Well, because he says, we must have caught them at mess. We're being showered with fish heads and rice. Clearly, the artist is trying to say something about that. But uh, the entire ship does not die, have met, uh, dine at the same time. Is so, that right? Yeah, they, they, well, how do eat. they build camaraderie? Well, it's just that people eat shifts. You know, they cook. They are. They, they don't. The whole. Not all activity stops on the ship, and everybody goes to eat at the same time. That's not how it's done. It should be. There are people that remain on watch. There are people that remain at their stations while people from the crew take their their meal breaks. That must suck. What? I'll enjoy your food. I'll just stay here and work. Well, then, then then they go and have their meal after the other person comes back. Well, I don't like it. I think if they all ate at the same time, it would improve our military efficiency. <laughs> I don't think either one of us can speak with any credibility on that. So, here we go. The PT boat's engines tossed off RPMs like ticker tape as we headed for base. Uh, so, big surprise coming from Miss Cherry Pie. Mm-hmm. All the film was ruined. We have to do it all over again tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, no, Captain Storm says. Uh, well, 
what do we think of Captain Storm? I like it. What do you think? You know, I like it. I'd I read another one. I wasn't expecting it to be as... I wasn't expecting a zany story. I was expecting more hard-battled action. Oh, this is why. Because the only time I ever saw Captain Storm was in the 1980s, mm-hmm. when he was the leader of a group called the Losers, oh. who were uh, war comic characters who had at one time had their own feature, but had not had their own features for quite a while. Mm-hmm. So it was Captain Storm, mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Cloud, the Navajo Ace, wow. Gunner and Sarge, uh-huh. and Pooch. Pooch. Pooch was a dog. Oh. Um, Captain Storm <clears throat> still had his wooden leg, but also had an eye patch at that time. So somehow it had happened that he had lost an eye. <clears throat> and they died in the crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh. Yeah. That's how you know about that. Yeah. yeah. I remember you talking about that. What? The crisis on Infinite Earths. Sure. Yeah. It was the... very frustrating. Was it? Wasn't it? Mm, no, it was actually very exciting. Oh. What came afterwards was very frustrating. Am I right, nerds? All what, right. What'd you think of the Navy jibes? Oh, it's all right. I, you know, I kind of skip over these little one-page, one-panel joke things. Right. It reminds me of when I was a youth, and you could only buy comics in the drugstore, and so you had to buy whatever they happened to have at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So I ended up with a lot of sad sack comics, mm-hmm. which I didn't really enjoy, but it was the only thing that they had, so I would always buy it. Mm-hmm. So that's what this reminds me of. Or Beetle Bailey, which, mm-hmm. again, I don't really enjoy, but I read it because it's there. Oh. I just typically just skip over that kind of stuff. Well... Like anytime I see a Kathy cartoon. Well, Kathy's too many words. short. I mean, yes. she's, she's going to say Ack, and her cat's going to be in it. Mm-hmm. That's about it, yeah. She'll be trying on a bikini in a dressing room. Lament about how fat she is and that she's single. Well, so Captain Storm, we're giving two thumbs up. Yes, two thumbs up. You got it. All right, we'll be back to see more Captain Storm. Great. Later. But right now, a very special presentation. What? Featuring the Our All-American Men of War at War players in Front Seat. Ulithi. H-Hour plus one. American amphibious forces have landed on this island and are pushing the enemy into the jungle. Your correspondent has come ashore to get the story firsthand from the men who fought it. As they saw it, the eyewitness account. And this battle report is being written where bullets are flying from war's front seat. An amphibious assault has taken an island beach, driven the enemy inland, and now... Olithi Beachhead is ours, and I've got to get the story of how it was taken from the guys who saw it close up, the eyewitnesses, from the fighting men themselves. There's the first of my eyewitnesses, a battle-weary marine. They're the guys who really see the enemy's eyes. Hey, Mac, you had a front seat in this assault. Tell me what you saw. Okay. couldn't get past the reef. We started waiting, water chin deep, and then I saw it. Enemy PT boat! We were helpless, grass waiting for the lawnmower, and then suddenly popping up beside me. It's a frogman! I can imagine what that frogman was thinking as he started playing tag with the PT. 
They're coming after me. They figure I can damage them. If I can get under them. He kept surfacing under their guns, working the enemy craft toward the beach. A cluster of enemy mines. Once more, that frogman surfaced real close to the shore. I'm banking on the chance that PT crew is so eager to get me, they'll forget where their own mines are. As the frogman flippered out of the way, PT got decommissioned in a hurry. Next thing I know, that frogman pops up beside me. Okay, Marine, the road's open again. Good luck, and don't get your feet wet. <laughs> but what action did you see yourself? That's all I saw, Mac. A guy risking his neck to get us ashore with dry ears. <laughs> Those frogmen really have front row seats at this show. Soon, farther down the beach. I know now you frogmen really get in close to the action. What did you see? Some of the greatest action of the war. It was just after the pre-invasion bombardment had ended. I was with a UDT flippering in to clean the beach. Those traps and barbed wire will stop the troops. Unless I go ashore and detonate them. Suddenly, somebody was trying to smother me in a curtain of lead. Enemy blockhouse covering the traps! All enemy beach fortifications were supposed to have been KO'd by shells, but somehow that blockhouse was still in business. That Hornets Hotel is all concrete and palm logs. It takes a direct hit to put it out of business. And that's when... One of our fighters! He dove straight into that wall of fire. Suddenly he began streaming smoke. But he kept on coming, coming. That smoking fighter flattened its dive at the palm tops and fired its rockets. The next second, that blockhouse was converted to dust. But that fighter had paid to get the blockhouse for us. So long, and thanks. But what did you see? Nothing much. Talk to that pilot, if he's still alive, if you want a story. Those fly guys really see the war. Shortly, at a first aid station. Yes, I was really lucky. I managed to crash land without an injury in the jungle. And there's where I saw the real fight for this hunk of real estate. That's what I want, the front seat view. I had a front seat all right, okay, but it was upside down. safety belt. Helpless. And here comes an enemy tank on the prowl. Suddenly, from the brush nearby, easy, Lieutenant. You've got company. It was a Marine. They're coming for you. I don't, they don't know I'm here. That's our only chance. The tank gunner suddenly opened up as if he had all the ammo in the world. The Marine tossed his grenade as if it was the last one in the world. And... That's what I saw. A Marine taken on a tank single-handed. And that's the Ulithi Battle Report, told by the men who fought it as they saw it, from the sea, in the air, and on the ground. <laughs>